Hey, Fed Heads, welcome back to another episode of Sharing Our Pairings. Um, I'm Trip, your host. Uh, we're broadcast live on Facebook.com, around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network, available as a podcast or on the YouTubes, if that's your preferred way of watching. Um, I'm here with my co- normal co-host, Dennis, and a couple of special co-hosts. Uh, first, Dennis, how you doing tonight? What's up, Trippy? Doing pretty good. Awesome. Uh, and then we've got two special co-hosts, uh, one returning from the grave and one returning from last week. Uh, our, our previously exiled co-host, John the Cigar <laughs> Surgeon Reiner. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm like special light compared to our actual guest tonight. But uh, thanks mm. for having me on. Uh, yeah. When I heard we were going to do the Murcielago uh, and, and Hector was going to be on, I was like, okay, like I don't care how cold it is. I got to be on this show. I got to crack some beers because it's going to be a good show. It's probably going to run like 16 hours, but, uh, you know, let's, about right. should be good. And then, of course, as you mentioned, our our guest of the evening, Hector Alfonso. Guys, glad to, uh, glad to be on with the consolidated cigar media, the collective cigar media. So happy to be with you guys. Uh, <laughs> nice to meet Dennis for the first time. Uh, you know, trip was great last week. And, of course, the guy, the cigar media uh, person with the slickest name. The cigar surgeon, and uh, welcome to the Jerry Lewis telephone version of, uh, of cigar <laughs> chat. You know, uh, share your pairings. So, uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you guys had me back. It's it's it's. I'm very happy to uh, to be here, guys. Anytime. It's uh, it's easy to nail somebody down for an interview. It's harder to nail them down to talk about like beer or something like that. Um, when they're not strictly there for promotional purposes. Uh, but we like it because we just get to kind of hang out a little bit. I'm going to uh, tell you, this seems to me like an excuse just to drink. I really, I'm going to tell you, this seems to me that you guys have an excuse to be outside of, in your smoking rooms. Look, I'm just going to tell you what I see as a guy looking at the evidence. Trip, this trip, like he's another, seen through it. Cut his mic off. Cut his mic off. It's a chance for you guys to be. Thank you for watching. Sharing your pangs. <laughs> it's a chance for you guys to be outside in your smoking caves. Or in John's case, outside the the bathroom at the Seven Eleven, because he looks like he's a, you know look at that you know he's you guys got him uh, he looks like he should be creating MySpace pages to pick up uh, anyway so it's another chance for you guys to get out of the house and now now you're out of the house now what do we do well we had a guest on we got a guest on tomorrow what are we doing today oh let's drink let's drink and put it on a podcast nobody's gonna give us any crap so that's what you're doing and you know it's a good chance for the guys in the armed forces to see you guys drink because I mean you know, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, Hank. I'm absolutely not wrong. <laughs> uh, and we're here tonight, not just to drink, but to smoke one of your cigars uh, that you that's from Espinosa. Um, why don't you talk about the cigar a little bit? I mean, I could talk about it, but you know a lot more than I do. Well, this is the, let me see, I, very nice. Look at my Vanna White action there, very nice. Hold up that gorgeous band. This is the, Esp- this is the Murcielago by Espinosa. Uh, this is the third iteration of the cigar. And I'm going to tell you... Uh, this was from the very beginning from next month will be six years that i've been with eric and prior to working with eric i worked uh, i knew eric because i worked for a short time in a as a clerk at a cigar store and this was a cigar that they used to call it uh well, well let's not say what they used to call it but <laughs> keep it to our brand <laughs> this is a cigar i sold very well in miami it really didn't it, it didn't get a lot of legs outside of miami yeah there are stores who have it throughout the states in the and it's where it was made by its first manufacturer but this is a cigar that was very near and dear to his heart. And as soon as we started working together, the first thing he, he told me, bro, we got to, bro, we got to, we got to do this. Yeah. First chance we get. But as we were talking about before the show, we didn't know what the blend was. So uh, we, uh, 
We tried it after uh, in our in the first place that we made it uh, during the Espinosa era. We did it uh, at Tavicusa uh, with Amica, who uh, was working for those people before, and uh, he had a familiarity with the blend. wasn't quite there, but uh, we tried it. We made the effort to to to, to put it out, uh, not not on a big release, but just for us to try it and smoke it and put it in a few stores mm-hmm. in Miami where they were they were big there. So uh, after about a year, two years that we were on our own, we uh, we decided that we're going to do this. So we really. Uh, we looked at it. We almost went uh, like Dr. Baden, who does those autopsy shows. We looked at the cigar. <laughs> <laughs> we looked at the cigar, and then we, we took into consideration the person who made it before. What did they have available to them at that time frame? So it couldn't mm-hmm. have been anything fancy. We, we were thinking it, had, it was so much fancy. It was stuff that was outside the box, where in reality it, it wasn't. So we, we did. We, uh, we got a chance to, to work on it. We got it down to two or three blends, and then we, when we nailed it. But the problem was uh, with the cigar, and it had some success. But it was still, it was still, it was still young. I mean, you know, it it was so strong that a lot of guys were, oh, this is not, you know, you hear. This was my biggest problem. Guys would tell you, you know, it doesn't taste like. I have an original one in my humidor. It doesn't taste like it. I tell the guy, you have a seven-year-old yeah. cigar in your humidor. Of course, it's not going to taste like it. And you know, and that was a, it was a key, it was a note of frustration for me on many occasions. But he was right. It was a little bit. It was a little bit too strong. So when our collaboration started with AJ, it was the first thing that we wanted to do over there because we know we were going to be working with Age Tobacco. And like I was trying to tell you guys, like we were talking about prior to the show, uh, we had the blend because once we, once me and him dissected the cigar, he saw it exactly. It was the blend we were talking about. We put it together and we let it sit an hour and it was it. It was right on. And it tastes, it tastes like a Munciarago that's been sitting in your humidor here. That's the mm-hmm. that's the best way to that's the best way to uh, best way I can sum it up, and I'm very happy with the cigar. I, yeah, we've changed the packaging. This is the third time, and you know that that does tend to be a dead man walking for a lot of brands when you start to t- you start to change the packaging. But we're lucky enough that the, the people who are fans of our stuff and fans of our factory and, and most importantly fans of Eric have stuck yeah. by it and have given it a chance. And uh, I think this is a cigar that you'll see on a lot of uh, you may see on a lot of lists at the end of the year. You know, you're, you're, this cigar is going to make an impact this year. I really, I really have that feeling. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I mean, and like we talked about last week with the packaging, I think the packaging on these is way better than the old packaging. Not, not that the old packaging was no. terrible or anything. You mean um, the fillet the time box, the first box that was uh, the cardboard box with the fillet, or the red box with the that opened <laughs> the up red into box. the wing? Yeah, the red box that opened up into the wings. We thought that was cool. Yeah, but you know, and we thought it was cool. We were so happy, and then we realized it wasn't really. It was cool, but it didn't really work. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. you know the, we, yeah. So we went. Now we're very happy. We went. We went simple, wooden box, clean, uh, and 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 we like and we think the packaging. I think the packaging is a little more appear attractive, and the band is. You know, I'm going to tell you the band. You either love the band or you hate the band. Yeah, and I, I love it. I yeah, I think it's it got like that. It yeah, it pops because it's got that like. Um, I don't know what you would call it, the holographic paper. Um, but then it's like such a simple, elegant design. Um, but you know what it is immediately. It's a bat. So, uh, like I said, we're very happy with the cigar. I think it's a cigar that we released it at the show. Um, I think we shipped it. We released it at the show. We started to ship it uh, August, late August, early September. So it really didn't It didn't really get into a lot of places till the end of the year. Uh, it's winter now. There's eight feet of snow everywhere, but uh, we know once <laughs> once it start once these snowdrifts start to disappear, uh, 
we'll, you'll be seeing it in a lot more places. We're very, very happy with it. Very, uh, very happy. Same, but different, but same. Same, yeah. but different, but same. And let's talk about the blend a little bit. For people who haven't smoked it or seen them or don't, haven't smoked the original, um, what's the blend like? What can people expect? To me, this, to me, and, you know, uh, everybody's palate's different. I taste, I taste cocoa. Absolutely. I taste, I taste wood. I taste wood. I taste cocoa. I, I taste raw coffee, coffee, you know, the, not coffee beans, but maybe coffee grounds. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, it, it has a rich, a, 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 a rich flavor. And what really makes it kind of, what, what makes it outstanding, I think, is the, the Mexican wrapper. The Mexican wrapper brings, especially this wrapper, the, the quality of the wrapper that we're getting at AJ's is better than the quality wrapper we were getting. AJ's, you know, AJ's a, a force in the industry and we're trying yeah. to be a force in the industry. And, you know, uh, it's, uh, we're on our way. He's there. So he, you know, he, he, he did get, he does get a little better quality, <laughs> a little better quality. And the wrapper really makes a difference. It's, uh, you know, it's just so sweet. It just tastes so good. And it's so even the color is even. It's uh, yeah. Very I mean, it. and it's so toothy. Like, nice I don't know if my camera it's, can pick it, it up. It is toothy. But it's got that tooth. It is toothy. It is toothy. I, I'm very, very happy with it. We have some, oh, we have there. Some, we have some spillage camera. off camera. We have some spillage Uh-oh. off camera here, but we're good. We're doing good. We're doing good. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, we were saying pre, uh, in the green room, um, I mean, there's no question. You take, you, you take a single draw right after lighting it up, and you immediately get silky smooth cocoa. And I, I, I mean, I, you know, I try to go into it blind. And I said, I mean, this isn't San Andreas, is it? I mean, it tastes, ex- I mean, there's no question immediately San Andreas and like an excellent example of just ideal San Andreas. Yeah, I, I agree. I almost, I almost taste that, uh, that baking chocolate. Is that the, is that mm-hmm. the, the one yeah. that you use? For, yeah, that's yeah, that's kind it, of a bitter, bitter chocolate. A bitter, it's, a, it's a bitter chocolate. It's not sweet chocolate. And, you know, it's, it's the hardest part in my, in my years doing this, my few years doing this, because I... I, I'm unlike a lot of these guys, you know, I, I'll tell you, I'm still, I still feel that I have so much more to learn. I've just been very lucky. I, my, my biggest issue is trying to come, try to explain what I taste. I mean, I'm, unfortunately I don't have, you know, we're, we're all familiar with that guy who has 25,000 taste buds on his palate. I, I don't have that many, uh, you know, unless I start dropping my cigars in my grocery bags, I'm not going to tell you that this cigar taste of a, of cranberries grown on an Eastern bog. <laughs> I don't have that. I don't have that ability. But I can tell you what I taste, and you know I taste this, I taste that, and maybe a little, maybe it's a little simplistic, you know. I but I, I like what I taste, and you know we've been we're very we're very happy with. It. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but of course, as at the beginning of the show, we talked about drinking a lot, and then then we got into cigars a lot. But now we're going to mix those two together. So let's talk about what we what we've got to drink this evening. Well, um, I so- I have unlike you guys, I have in reserve. My friend, master, master uh, <laughs> brewer, Ralph Kaufner here. Where I'm doing my, I'm doing the remote from his place. Yeah. I figured if I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna drink beer, I can't hang with you three. You don't think I didn't <laughs> do my homework? You know, I might. You know, you guys forget I have another job, and I, and I'm very good at that job. So I, I did my research on all of you guys, and like I said, not a single can of Old Milwaukee in any of your fridges. So I know nope. you, you guys are beer nerds. So I had to, I had to, I had to go, I had to go yard. I had to go ham here. So I started drinking the first beer I he he gave me. Well, was a, let's a, before you I'm sorry, before ahead, you say ahead, that, sorry. let's talk about the uh, the backdrop that you've got here. Talk about where you are a little bit. Well, I am going to pardon my moving around. I am. Can you grab that, please? Can you grab that before it doesn't spill? Thank you, gentlemen. All right. I am at I am at Kaufner Brewery, as you can see in the background. 
there's uh there's Ralph there. He's he's probably streaming this on his own Facebook. And uh, <laughs> I am among tanks and hundreds and hundreds of gallons of cerveza. All right, of yeah. cerveza. It is. I'm telling you, if you guys are gonna get locked anywhere at night, <laughs> this is the. Oh, hold on. Let me show you something else. Let me show you what he brought me. I don't want. I don't want you guys. I would never be. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy that would make you envious or jealous. But I want you to see what he brought. Oh my God! Holy oh, Jesus! <laughs> Wowzers! Wow. Uh, let me get. Let me ask you guys a question. Who's your daddy? All right, look at that. <laughs> look at that, huh? Look at that. Uh, That's the guy, incredible. They, they. I'm telling you, they, they were, they were very good friends of Eric, uh, and he's become very good friends of mine, and the and treats us super well here. I mean, you know, this kind of, I mean, come on, come on, guys. Forget about I it. I mean, I mean, with the exception of surgeons happy in his in his fortress of ice <laughs> solitude, there. Wouldn't you guys rather be here? Yeah. No oh, question. absolutely. <laughs> All right. I'm just trying to move it so I get it comfortable. There, there you go. No, bring it back. There you go. All right, I'm back. All right, so now now that you've talked about the backdrop a little bit, you, I'll let you talk about your beer. All right, Ralph, I'm gonna Ralph's gonna I'm gonna Ralph. What am I drinking here? I'm drinking a double back, correct? So yeah, this is a double back from the quintessence of all double back. This is the quintessential <laughs> double back. Okay, this this beer has gone so well with this cigar that first of all, let me just tell you right off the bat, there's gonna be Uber tonight. There's, there'll be no driving then. It's gonna be, it's gonna be Uber tonight. But this double bock uh, is fantastic. It tastes great. I mean, it almost, it, it, it just perfectly. These things go. You know what I mean? <laughs> these two things go. And I, and I hate to say, he's got like another four beers lined up for me. So, I'm starting with the double bock. <laughs> awesome. Good choice. Thank you, sir. I'm gonna start with. Uh, this is from Mother Earth Brewing Company. I sent one of these to Surgeon while he was. Uh, I didn't actually realize the relevance uh, cool. of calling this syntax. Um, and Surgeon was in the the Sin City when I sent it to him. Um, but this is from Mother Earth Brewing. They're based in uh, what's the name of the city? Nampa, Idaho. Um, they were founded in 2010. Uh, their goal is to create unique and distinguishable, distinguishable beers. Sorry, my Hector's interrupting my notes here somehow. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know how your your little Skype pop up just keeps popping up right over top of my notes. It's not your fault. Hector's, in, Hector's inside <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little inside joke from last week's show, guys. Um, inside to anybody on the internet who's watched the show. <laughs> to my good um, friend Skip. To my good friend Skip. Yeah. Uh, so it started off in a garage, and now they have a seventy thousand foot brewing facility which is enormous. Um, I'd never seen them around here before, but this is Syntax. It's their Imperial Peanut Butter Stout, uh, which is just barely Imperial at 8.1% ABV. Sessionable. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, a Session yeah. Imperial Stout. Um, and it clocks in at 45 IBUs, so it's got a little bit Ooh. of backbone. Um, and the grain bill, bill is insane. Pale two-row, chocolate wheat, roasted barley, flaked oats, chocolate malt, medium crystal, black malt, and brown sugar. Um, and then they, notes. I like that. Yeah. Um, and then of course the peanut butter, but that's not really part of the grain bill. I'm, they're probably adjuncting that rather than actually trying to ferment it. Um, and then the hops are CTZ, which I'm not familiar with. Um, but I'm going to take a couple sips of this. I've had it before and I feel like it, it has like that weird too bubbly soda quality, um, where the bubbles are like too large. Um, so I've, I've been letting this warm up for about an hour out of the fridge because I think that it, it needs to be a little warmer f to get that peanut butter flavor. 
What are you drinking, Dennis? I That's see a taking beer sips. hack right there. That's a beer hack. I love, I, I love doing that too. Just let the beer sit for a while. Let it just kind of step into its own realm. Um, yeah. So it's got those big bubbles, so I, I, I pour it an hour early. I don't just, like, set the can out. Because um, I, I got to let it just calm down a little bit. Absolutely. I do the same thing. So uh, my first beer. Sorry, before we go, we have a, a viewer yeah. question. Stuart, we're smoking the Murcielago, the brand new one uh, for 2017. Um, you should be able to buy them right about now or soon, right, Hector? Go I mean, literally they're, they're right now there. and go buy them. They're good. Okay. Yeah, they're out. You're going to like out. them. All right, sorry. Go ahead, Dennis. Sorry to cut you off. No, no worries. So my first beer is, uh, I'm going to get judged for this probably, but I've, so I, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but this is a Game of Thrones beer. Yeah, Oma Gang Brewery makes this, and it's called Winter is Here. So it's a, it's a double white Belgian ale, and uh, comes in at 8.3%. And if you guys don't know Oma Gang, they come from upstate New York, from Cooperstown. And they're known for their really Belgian-heavy, spicy beers. Classic Belgian to kind of weird off Belgian. They do a great job with that. And this beer is actually brewed with white pepper, sea salt, coriander. And this, this is the thing that caught me off guard. They brew it with sweet orange peel. Ooh. Which is an interesting distinction. Not a lot of classic Belgian styles generally will go that route. If yeah. you're already putting in the white pepper and the coriander, you generally don't put in that orange or the um, or the sea salt for that matter, which is pretty cool. And it look, it's it's a very pretty beer. Yeah, that's a nice looking beer. All right, John, why don't you take a couple there? sips, see what John has. All right. So I'm going a little classic to start out with, and then we're going to get a little funky. Uh, going with the Liberty Ale from Anchor Brewing Company out of uh, San Francisco. Nice. Now, Finally I didn't a actually beer know. I've heard of. Oh, yeah, fair Finally enough. Finally a beer I've heard of. <laughs> so right. uh, I, I actually had not tried it until I went to San Francisco and got it from the source. And uh, both my fiance and I really enjoyed it. It's It's got a lot of complexity to it. And I didn't know really a lot about Anchor Brewing, but did you know that they were opened in 1871? by uh, Gottlieb Breckel. Uh, he bought a saloon and turned it into a brewery. And then in 1918, I was going to say 96, it was 1896, uh, Ernst Baruth and his son bought it out, renamed it Anchor. So, I mean, it's got a lot of age. Unfortunately, 10 years later, Ernst passed away. Two months later, earthquake and fire destroyed Anchor, which is really tragic. And then unfortunately, more tragedy a year later as they were opening a second location, which is the location today, Ernst's son, Otto, got ran over by a streetcar. So some real tragedy wow. there, um, but you know they've Shit. been they, they've been brewing since 1871, and this beer has been brewed since 1975, and that seems very apropos because I just celebrated my birthday, and I was born in 1975, so it all all kind of comes together. Um, this comes in at a you know quote unquote sessionable for me, 5.9% ABV, so you know <laughs> right in that sweet spot for an ale. But what surprised me was, and I had to hunt for this. It's got 47 IBUs, which is uh, kind of on the high side for an ale, and they, they've talked about that. They don't have a lot of uh, uh, complexity for hops going on. It's just using a two-row pale malt, cascade hops, and then they do a dry hopping with a cascade hops uh, with top fermented yeast. So it gives it a lot of uh, effervescence, uh, and that, that hoppy quality comes through as that kind of fresh citrusy hops. And so far, it's working really well. As you can see, I've you know been doing some damage here. And I, I think it kind of reminds me a little bit of a Terry's Chocolate Orange. I don't know if anyone's had a chance to try Terry's Chocolate Orange. Yes. But that, that sort of baking chocolate off the Murcielago, which is that, like, you know, core classic chocolate, not milk chocolate, just goes brilliantly with the citrus because they play off of each other. And, and you know, I think that citrus really super, super uh, 
super fires the the cocoa that that powdered chocolate off of the uh off of the wrapper so it's uh so far so good wow 1876 i think uh that's wow that's uh i think coop was a freshman in high school you know I, I see you guys are talking you know if you give me a second uh ralph the double block what was the alcohol and the abus and the ib i, I want these guys love all that i want to help you guys out yes hold on hold on here you go hold on <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. There you go. Yeah. What's up? Ralph Kaufner here. <laughs> Very nice to meet you guys. Very glad to be here and see you. Uh, it's an amazing you too, experience Ralph. for me. Uh, well, first of all, before we're going to go to uh, explanation which beer is what, I want to tell that I'm fully in love with this guy, Hector. <laughs> By my personal opinion, this guy, he's, he's genius. He's genius. He's life genius. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's doing amazing things for industry. Uh, and I was super, extremely surprised when I uh, find out that uh, he used to do his uh, brewing stuff. He has a big uh, uh, home brewing experience that oh. he's been doing for years. And he knows uh, uh, beers really well. Uh, there's not too many people, uh, unfortunately, as a cigar blenders. Not, not in the cigar industry, but in, as a cigar blenders who knows... <coughs> Who knows beers as well as he knows so when we uh, met together first time we came up with an amazing project uh, that we uh, uh, infused uh, some cigar leaves into the beer so we put in a second fermentation uh, rum barrels um, warhead leaves uh, from Nicaragua right and, and then ferment oh, man. all together so to see what's gonna be the result the result came out amazing beside the uh, fact that the beer get a lot of uh, uh, interesting flavors from from the cigar leaf and has uh, some bunch amount of nicotine on that. Uh, <laughs> the wild the wild bacteria that been sitting little on vitamin the, N. Absolutely, <laughs> the wild bacteria that been sitting on the uh, leaves itself. We we we, we never uh, sanitize that leaf, so the reason we, we we would drop that leaves right away into the into the beer. So all that wild bacteria flora that been sitting on the leaves became alive and and turned that beer in interesting give a lot of interesting tart flavors and make it kind of a dark sour beer that was amazing results we we're going to repeat that with uh, certain different tobaccos uh later on so far yeah as about uh doppelbach <laughs> so what we're trying to do is uh as a brewery we're trying to re revitalize the old school recipes that been discovered hundreds of years ago and trying to bring them as is without our, you know, own vision of, of, uh, uh, of that style. And we replicating even the water profile. So we, we have an, a big uh, uh, badass uh, water system here with a seven step filtration. So we're bringing beer, uh, first of all, water, which is more than 90% of the ingredients of the beer. Yeah. We're bringing it to seven uh, pH, uh, to absolutely neutral pH level running from through to seven different uh, uh, filtration uh, steps. And then after that, we're replicating the water profile from around the world and trying to find out what was the water profile years ago, 100 and 120, 150 years ago in uh, different places around the world. <laughs> so the Doppelbach is the Munich water profile, uh, have a 7.2 pH with uh, all uh, right amount of, uh, uh, of ion salts uh, as it was years ago. So then we have mm. all the grain bill that is supposed to be the way it's supposed to be. And we have a great uh, a German 
uh, lager yeast that we use to ferment that beer. So I believe for 99.9% that we revitalize the old school recipe, uh, like the quintessence of a double box. So this is what we have right here. Another rare recipe that I want to appear that amazing uh, Murcielago stick with is Tunkel uh, uh, Oktoberfest beer. So usually, as you know, Oktoberfest is the pale beer. So mm -hmm. this one is a dark style of Oktoberfest beer. That's pretty much rare, and you can find it in North, North Germany provinces, not North, North German style. It's more malty, has has less uh, roasty and coffee aromas, less chocolate, unlike Doppelbach, because Doppelbach full, full of roasty malts, roasted malts, and have a lot of caramel, uh, chocolate uh, flavors. So this one more on the malt side. So this one is a malty dark beer. And the third beer is one I pair this amazing stick with is uh, oatmeal coffee stout. Nice. I don't have it. Oh yeah. Ex I, I don't have to explain it too much. I'm pretty sure <laughs> you guys are familiar with yeah uh, with this style. So this is, this is what we're gonna do today. So thank you very much for giving me that opportunity. Stay with Kaufner and with Hector. <laughs> Thanks, Ralph. All right. All right. I'll be honest with me, guys. You, how many of you guys have some wood right now? Oh man, I'm, I'm, Sammy. I'm, I'm pumped. I am pumped. <laughs> you got a little beer wood, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> the, right, the thought of the go. like tobacco infused beer is really interesting yes. to me. Oh. I I really want to try that. Um, Let me. Tell you, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you guys some beer. He's already given me some beers to send you guys. When he told me that he has a water system that he can, yeah. he's you go back and what was the level of what type of water they had in whatever part of Bavaria or Czechoslovakia. He's growing. He he matches that. That's that's outrageous, man. That's <laughs> I mean, obsessed. Yeah, that's that's, just, that's my kind of obsessive. I was talking a few weeks ago about how uh, Stone Brewing recently opened, or I guess a couple yeah. of years ago, opened a brewery in Richmond, Virginia, um, and the water was too pure. It didn't have enough mineral content, and so none of the beers tasted right. So they spent like a year and a half brewing beer with all these different additives and stuff to try to match the flavor of the water content. Um, well, I think I think the hardest part here is our water is awful. <laughs> well, <laughs> here. So he has to take our water and then zero it out and then infuse it back. That's he gave me a glass of water one day. We were here unknowing. He, I go, let me have a. Uh, you want water? It was kind of hot. It's Florida. It's Florida in the yeah. summer. And he gave me the the purest water. I, if water tasted like that all the time, I would drink water. I'd probably be a hundred pounds lighter. It's delicious. Just the most delicious water I've ever had in my life. All right, guys, beer it up, man, beer it up. Come All on, right. guys. Before yes. I talk about my pairing, uh, how it tastes, how it goes with the cigar, we're just going to take a quick break from one of our sponsors because we're real late on that. Uh, but we got plenty of time, so that's fine. We'll be right back. Brought to you by Gurkha Cigars. Gurkha Cigars, makers of the world's finest cigars. Try the 93-rated Heritage featuring Rosado, Ecuadorian Habana wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Dominican, Pennsylvanian, and Nicaraguan fillers. Blended by Gurkha's blending team at American Caribbean Cigars, it's hand-rolled Nicaraguan available in 35-count boxes. Talk to your local B&M about the Heritage today, or talk to them about other fine Gurkha cigars. Whatever your taste preference is, Gurkha has a cigar that's right for you. All right, we're back. You will be all right, and we're back. Um, I'm going to talk about my first pairing here. So the uh, the syntax, um, and I, I'm just realizing I'm a I'm a real dummy that this is a uh, it's a play on words like syntax. Yeah, um, that's cool. I, I, I didn't even think about that. Um, that's, that's what we call it up here. You know, like when we talk about in Canada, um, well, specifically Alberta, all the uh, beer and tobacco tax, we actually call it syntax. No, not a 
not a syntax. Oh, a syntax. Like syntax. Yeah, I got you. Like like getting words <laughs> in the correct order and stuff like that. Um, I got you. Which working with code, that's something I I see that word every day, and it yeah, just occurred uh, to me. Doi. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm I'm not. I don't claim to be a smart man. So the peanut butter and like chocolatey roastiness of the beer brings out so much chocolate in the cigar. Like it's a chocolatey, spicy chocolate bar. It's delicious. How about your first pairing, Dennis? Man, you know, my uh, this beer plays off so well on the cigar. The coriander comes out and balances that, like the like you said, baking spice, that bitter chocolate flavor. What I'm getting, because I think it, it must be the coriander, I'm getting this almost like um, birch wood. Like when you first light a piece of birch and it starts mm. burning and it has that kind of slight smoke to it, but it's still sort of sweet. That's exactly what I'm getting out of the cigar, and it's awesome. That sounds delicious. How about you, John? Uh, this first pairing is working really well. I wouldn't say it's an excellent pairing, but I do like the contrast of the, uh, of, like I said, the flavors of the San Andreas with the um, the sort of sweetness of the malt off the ale, and then you got that uh, citrus component to it from the uh, hops. It's a nice combination. It's actually bringing out a lot more of the cedar post draw than uh, what I was initially getting when I started up. So I'm starting to get a really mm-hmm. nice cedar between draws, and uh, every time I sort of take a draw, take a couple sips, that cedar kind of lingers a little bit more. So I think it's intensifying that for me, which is really nice. I'm gonna tell you guys of all the beers, I'm not a huge peanut butter guy. So I mean, I don't know if I'd like the, but the double white that uh, Dennis is drinking, that sounds mm-hmm. awfully appealing. That sounds it awfully does. Appealing. It's fantastic. It's such a good beer. And I'm a huge Game of Thrones bum too, so I mean, that, me too. that can't hurt either. That <laughs> can't hurt either. I feel so bad. I know nothing about Game of Thrones. I, I know it's Man. kind of cool and people like it. You gotta but start watching it, it bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta get on got, that dog. Gotta. Come on, man. You gotta. It's got. It's. It's got a uh, deceit. Uh, uh, killing. Uh, nudity. What else do you want? I mean, you everything. <laughs> dragons. I mean, it's got, and dragons. And All of my dragons. It's perfect. Dragons, dragons and tits. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not allowed to say that, man. They told me I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did the uh, Doppelbach go with the Monsieur Lago? I was telling you, the double, the double Bach to me, as I was drinking it, it, t- it tasted like it was just meant to be with the cigar. I, there was no conflict. It was very smooth. It's, uh, you know, I taste a little chocolate here. I taste a little that in the beer. It's, it's like it enhanced. I want to, this might sound weird, but I think the beer enhanced the flavor of the cigar. Or they, that they doesn't sound weird at all. They may That's have had very this, common but, but almost like they had the same, here. but almost like they had the same notes. I could taste mm-hmm. this. I could taste this. I taste, you know, I didn't taste any woody flavor in the beer, but I did taste the the that bitter chocolate, you know, the the coffee notes. The I, it was there. I'm telling you, I'm I'm, I'm I've got another beer that, to pair, but I'm kind of <laughs> wish I had. A, well, I will be drinking another one. I'm not going to lie to you. I will be having another one later. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, if anything, there's beer here, so I'll, I'll be fine. Yeah, you're not going to run out. Like I'm not going to run out of beer anytime soon. All right, let's move on to our second pairings here. I'm going to talk about mine first. Um, so this, I, I just bought it at a grocery store because it sounded interesting. Um, and being in Portland, Oregon, we get real weird beers all over the place. Um, it's very easy to find something that's like a single production uh, like this. Um, so this is from Mazama Brewing. They're down in Corvallis, Oregon. And uh, this is part of their experimental IPA series. Um, so they're they're working on a juicy IPA, and this is the third iteration of that trial. Um, so they're kind of I think they're just kind of trying different pops uh, to see what works best. Um, 
and there's not a lot of information on them. I couldn't even find out like when they were founded or anything. So I don't know much about Mazama. I know that they focus on Belgian and American styles and mixing them together, which is a kind of a common theme around here, um, where you see lots of breweries that have uh, a bunch of Belgian pails and also they have ultra hoppy triple IPAs. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's It's a weird part of the culture around here, but it's a... Pretty nice looking, kind of hazy, golden colored. It looks a little more yellow on camera, um, but it's kind of uh, light orange. So I'm going to take a couple sips of this and let Dennis talk about his next My next pairing is a beer that initially when I had the first one, I didn't really like it too much. And I kind of, I gave it a little time. I revisited it and I realized I actually do really like it. And it's an awesome beer. It's a little weird, like with many beers from this company. Um, this beer is called Decoy, and it comes from Carden, Carden Brewing in uh, New Jersey. And it comes in 12%, which is pretty formidable. That's that's a solid, solid beer. Um, and so they call this Decoy because they this beer was inspired by the Five Spice Duck. That, that's really, you know, pop, people love Five Spice Duck, right? So they took Szechuan red peppercorns. They took coriander. They took uh, lavender flowers. They added all this stuff in. They added honey. Belgian candy sugar. They threw an ale yeast on top of it, and they made this. And um, it's really nice. And I think I started to like it more because it got colder outside. Oddly enough, winter warmer, cold weather. It's kind of fits, right? So nice and dark. I mean, this is definitely this is a kind of beer yeah. that I, I I love to drink. Even though I drink a lot of IPAs, I love dark beers. It's spicy and sweet and just not not overbearing, which is good. It's a nice, easy drinking beer. As much as 12% can be. Yeah, I was going to say, 12% isn't usually that easy drinking. It's the new session, right? It's the new session. Yeah. Uh, for my second beer of the night, I've gone with a brand new brewery. We're kind of, uh, our brew culture in Alberta is really kicking off sort of the second wave, which is nice. Uh, pushing back some of the traditional offerings that have been here, and it's nice to see. So this brewery has only been open uh, literally since August of 2016, opened in Medicine Hat, Alberta. Wow. And this is the Ghost Train. And uh, there's a lot of trains around Alberta, uh, and there's you know there's some folklore about ghost trains flying through the night. This is an oatmeal stout. I'll hold it is, up so everyone can. Is a ghost train kind of like a night train? A little bit, yeah. It's <laughs> a little bit, little I was little different. At though. Dennis's hat. Yeah. Guns and Roses. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so the uh, the brewery is called Hell's Basement, and the uh, the name <laughs> comes awesome. from actually. Uh, Rudyard Kipling, uh, who traveled across Canada, and he has, uh, I'll just quickly read it off, but uh, his quote was uh, for Medicine Hat, he said, this part of the country seems to have left, uh, seems to have have all hell for a basement, and the only trap door appears to be a Medicine Hat, and you don't even think of changing the name of your town, it's all your own, and it's the only kind of hat of its kind on earth. Uh, they started with uh, six people. Their brewmaster is Mike G, and the ghost train is, like I said, it's an oatmeal stout. Uh, you can see it's 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 a little bit thinner, so it's not as thick and viscous as you would expect, like an imperial oatmeal stout. 5.7% ABV, and they make it in collaboration with uh, Station Coffee Company and Bean There Roasting. Uh, so I'm going to take some sips. It's unfortunately really bad weather for an oatmeal stout because it's it's really too cold, and I'm really struggling to uh, pick up some of the notes, so I'm trying to, trying to warm it up here. But uh, what do you got going on for your second beer there, Hector? I, um, Ralph brought me a, this is his Oktoberfest that, uh, he brewed and, uh, released, uh, in October. Uh, he still has some here on tap for the, for his locals and, uh, much lighter, much, Whoa. much lighter than the, much lighter than the, uh, uh, excuse me, 
I just got Hello. something. <laughs> I just got something on in UP. I got something on FedEx. Boot time. Uh, boot time. <laughs> das Boot. Uh, this is my tribute to the German submarine. Uh, I'll be drinking this in a second. Hold on. Hold that. Hold that, my good man. Uh, compared to the Dunkel that I had earlier, it's a little. It's much lighter. I see some red in it. Uh, now this one kind of is a little contradictive to the cigar. Maybe in the order that I drank them, maybe that was my mistake. Uh, as a novice, I should have probably had this one first. Uh, there's a little less. The flavors are a little bit lesser. The uh, mm-hmm. it's a little less viscous, as you were talking about. Has great taste. Mm. A little more malty. Uh, kind of now I'm. I don't want to say I'm fighting with the cigar, but it has its own distinctness where the other one kind of went hand in hand with the cigar. And I don't know what's in that boot, but while you guys were talking about your third beer, I may be hammered. So I'm just going to let you guys know right ahead. I may start saying all kinds of crazy stuff in a little while. So go ahead. But this is, uh, I should have probably had this one first. It's very nice. Uh, it's, it's got a reddish tint to it. Uh, Oktoberfest usually, you know, it's uh, people wait all year for this, you know, and it's oh, yeah. almost February and I'm still drinking Oktoberfest. Can't go wrong with that. Um, so for my uh, Mazama Experimental, and I forgot to mention it's 7% nice ABV. Label. Can I ask you, can I ask you, that, that's, that's an a IPA. really nice label. Drinking an IPA and smoking such a, a dark cigar, is there any, are you having a conflict with that or? Um, it, so what I've found is I thought IPAs could not really go with most cigars. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like a, a really dry, spicy Habano wrapper can go well, or maybe like a Corojo, something that's got... A touch of sweetness, but mostly like that kind of dry spice that sticks to your palate can go well with something really hoppy. Um, but then juicy and northeast style IPA started making their way out here. Um, and I find the sweetness of them and the fruitiness actually goes really well with the cigar. When you were talking about the, that beer earlier, did you mention it had some kind of special hops to it? Or, or maybe I, um, I, just, I, I... So the hops in this one are Amarillo, Columbus, and Mosaic. Mosaic Amarillo. is really big. Amarillo, Colombo, and Mosaic hops. Columbus okay. and Mosaic. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, it's weird because, like, smelling it, it smells like grapefruit, papaya, and mango. Like, it's oh, just... the papaya. Yeah. It's none of, like, that floral hoppiness. It's just all fruit. And then no with the tree. cigar, it cuts the sweetness of the cigar a little bit. Um, and it brings out some of those woody notes. How about yours, Dennis? That sounds really good. For me, I don't know if um, I can't tell if it's the spice uh, of the beer or honestly, maybe it's the fact that it's twelve percent. But I'm getting these like funky nutmeg flavors. <laughs> you have been kind of quiet there. I don't want to yeah. say anything, but you have been kind of quiet. <laughs> I'm I'm getting some really nice nutmeg flavors out of this cigar, and I'm soup. I'm just digging it. Very cool. Uh, I think it maybe it could be actually the Belgian candy sugar as well. It's because it's almost like that caramelized. Um, sweetness that comes out. John, what about you? So, two things are going wrong here. Number one, it is uh, way too cold outside to be uh, drinking this oatmeal stout. This oatmeal (laughs) stout needs to be like 15 degrees, maybe even 20 degrees warmer. So I think some of the subtleties, the oatmeal stout are really being run over. Uh, Secondly, the Murcielago, I wouldn't say the flavors are incredibly intense, but it's intense enough that the oatmeal stout does not, at this temperature, have enough to stand up to it. The good news is that the the sort of dark chocolate is just getting supercharged. So, like, when I, when I take a puff, as soon as the puff goes away, 
it's like I just bit into like 70% or 75% cacao. So like just intense, intense dark chocolate with a little bit of trailing bitterness and then right into the cedar. Uh, I can't taste the beer at all. I can't taste the oatmeal. I can't taste the malts. I can't taste the coffee. Uh, but I, like I said, I think a lot of that is a, is just a factor of it's it's far too cold outside, and this this beer needs to be at least fifteen degrees, maybe even twenty degrees, freedom warmer in order to pick up some of the notes there. He said that so calmly too. There are two things wrong going on here. <laughs> <laughs> one, cool. I'm hypothermic. One, I can't I can't feel my nether region. Okay. Anthony cool. Rosicki, uh, I, I got behind on the comments because I had to refresh. He says, first of all, the Lorania goes really well with Citra hops, which I could I could actually oh, see yeah. the Lorania going really well uh, with something that's not overly hoppy because you don't want to have like that palate burn that you get from like a double IPA. Um, but I could see it going with something that's got more of that like citrusy floral kind of hoppiness. Um, and he also says John needs a beer warmer to keep his beer warm instead of a right? koozie to keep it. <laughs> I'm not worried about my hands. I got to keep my beer warm. You know, it's like priorities. A coffee cup, one of the little coffee cup warmers to put your beer. Yeah, on. like a yeah, yeah. Cool. heated cozy. That'd be cool. That's very cool. <laughs> All right, we ready to move on to our our last pairings. All right. Um, so what this one is a little special to me just because it's uh it's something that a year ago I couldn't get even an ounce of unless i got it from out of state um this is founders backwoods bastard oh yeah oh um, it's so good <laughs> i've i have i've never had even a sip of it um so that's that's coming my way very shortly so uh founders for anybody who's been living under a rock for 20 years was founded in 1997 in grand rapids michigan um they i just read within the last week i think it was on friday or so they've officially overtaken bells and they're now the largest brewery in michigan oh wow okay so, crazy um and wow we just lost trippy oh man all right hmm. you want to uh oops yeah don't that don't hang up on yourself there, there he is hold on let me fix fix a couple things here oh, i'll fix it during the break um man my video's not working everything's weird there oh, we go everything's back, back to normal oh, look, uh, back. sorry about that i uh i was Thinking about the Backwoods Bastard and got a little fidgety. Got so excited. Um, yeah, I, got, got I just excited. got so excited. Um, Here would. So they make uh, Founders, what is it called? KBS, Kentucky Breakfast Stout, yeah. that people are in love with and is impossible to find. Um, my local beer shop, which I think is where I got this, I believe, uh, they got six six packs, one case, and they sold it in less than an hour. On, at 11 a.m. on Christmas. Yeah, that's how like in demand yeah. it is here. Um, like on Christmas, people left their families to go buy this beer. Um, you gotta do but, what you gotta do. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> you this gotta do what you gotta do. Offshoot of that, it's part of their barrel age series, as you can see right here. Uh, it's got this grumpy looking old guy on the front. Um, so this is a Scotch ale that they make uh, that Scotch is aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels. And I'm I'm very excited to try it. It uh, I I forgot to note the uh, the details on it, but it may not say. Oh, it does. Uh, it's eleven point two one percent ABV. Woo! And yep, Dennis is gonna have company. Wowzers! <laughs> oh, I I had so many of those back to back to back. I can't even tell you. Forty ounces, easy. Woo. Wow. Um. So this is the so good. Twenty seventeen edition. This is one of those beers that like. If you bought a six pack and just stashed it in your liquor cabinet for a month or 
not a month for five years and it would still be good so i'm gonna try this out and uh let you guys talk about what you're drinking so dennis why don't you go first again that, that's such a solid beer i love it my my last pairing is a little bit you know kind of basic subdued but still nice solid um many of you guys may know this basil hayden's oh yeah love it straight bourbon whiskey right and uh basil hayden's is, is pretty cool and i don't know if many people know about this but basil hayden's actually made by jim beam Mm-hmm. And it's part of their small batch series, and so that fits uh, Booker's, that fits um, Baker's, and also I'm trying to think of what the third Knob one Creek. was. Knob, Knob Creek. Creek. There you go. Yeah. So uh, Basil Hayden's was introduced back in 1992, and they kind of their recipe for this particular one out of out of all the four was to be more rye forward. So it's the classic kind of bourbon, 51% corn, and then more rye than sort of you would expect. Um, it's an easy drinker. It's great and neat, but it's also really good if you want to mix it with something. If you want to make an old fashioned, it's 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 really tasty. Oh no no <laughs> no! <laughs> I just had a I had I just I had a flashback of one cancel at IPC. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Don't Give let him me. stir your drink. A- any flashback oh, that involves one. You, you know he stirred. <laughs> he made some he made some old fashions in Nicaragua, and he stirred it with his finger. And these guys came back, and like seven of them got sick. And I said that Wong took out more people in Nicaragua than Zika did. It was just crazy. <laughs> but he, he, when I went to IPCPR, he gave me three old fashions, like within a span of 10 minutes. And I don't remember what happened. The rest oh, of man, I can, I, ima- I can only imagine. I got, I got pretty lit. But I only get lit one night a week, one, one night at the IPCPR. It's happy to, it was happy Hector night. But the, when, you th- when you say old fashioned, it was like, wow. Oh, man. Just, oh, look, the hair on my arms are standing up. <laughs> <laughs> that. All right. So uh, for my third and last beer of the night, going with a, um, again, a new brewery in Alberta. Love pretty much everything they've put out. This is Troubled Monk. Uh, they're located in Red Deer, Troubled Alberta, Monk. which Troubled Monk. So as they say, this is uh, Red Deer is really the heart of barley, com- barley country in Alberta because we grow a crap ton of barley here. Uh, they only opened in June of 2015. Uh, they try to use Canadian hops whenever possible, and the majority of the malts that they use are from Alberta. Uh, this is called the Cosmic Autumn Rebellion. Now, they say the style is uh, Indian Pale Ale. Uh, it's 6.75% ABV, 67 IBUs. Now, I had to go hunting oh. for that. Fortunately, all that information is on uh, untapped, and it's got a really nice... That, that is an IPA? That's an IPA? That's a dark-looking IPA. Right. I would call that a black IPA. Right? A black IPA, yeah, yeah. That's And I that's mean when you know this, the rye it, it, like it's it's With rye. if I didn't know any better, I would say that they had aged this in a rye barrel. Because I mean you just get it is so rye forward uh, off the nose. I mean it just it tastes like they had aged this in a rye barrel, but it has not been aged in a rye barrel. So um, I'm I'm looking forward. This is this is funky territory, so it should be interesting. What about you, Hector? What do you got lined up with your giant boot? Well there? no no the giant boot is the double box that uh, that he brought me back. Oh, okay. If you even if you mention a beer here, the next thing you know, it's in front of you. So I've got to be quiet. <laughs> that, you know? That's the after dark beer. <laughs> yeah, that's the afterwards. <laughs> but I've been I've been trying to cleanse my palate with it. So the last beer, if I'm not mistaken, this is the this is the oatmeal coffee stout that he was talking to you Ooh. guys about. I don't have the detail. Uh, what's the fresh roasted coffee from with rest, fresh roasted coffee from local rock, uh, coffee uh, brewers here in my in uh, in Fort Lauderdale. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. I'm a little more from Miami. Brazilian coffee. So oh. I haven't even tried it yet. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all you got to say. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – and you know what? I'm going to – I bet you this beer is warmer than yours, John. 
Oh this yeah, beer, guaranteed. <laughs> this beer is just guaranteed. Uh, this is wonderful. I mean, I'll, I'm I'm gonna get all these details for you guys, and I'll and I'll, I'll I know Ralph tried to talk it's, it's a couple of minutes ago, but this is this is so smooth. It's not thick. It doesn't have any none of that bitterness that you, that you associate with uh, with a stout. Uh, not a, but the, the coffee after I put the beer down, I, I taste you know that cold coffee. You know you. You let your oh, coffee yeah. sit, and then you go grab it, and oh, yeah. you know. And I've, I've started to drink my coffee black, which was hard for me because we're we're cafe con leche drinkers here. We're coffee and milk people yeah. as, as <laughs> part of our culture. So I started when I started working with Eric and started going to Nicaragua. I started to learn to drink coffee black. Nicaraguan coffee is very good, and uh, but I've you ever drank it when it's cold and sitting for half an hour, and you forgot and you grabbed it, and that's the finish. I've, I'm, I'm tasting beer at the beginning and a finish of coffee. It's actually a. Uh, you guys go ahead and discuss. I'll just... Uh... <laughs> You're just going to be over there drinking that? Yeah, it's interesting that you're using Brazilian coffee because uh, I tend to find... Cold brewed infused, gentlemen. Cold brewed infused. See, I, I you, tend to find... Saying, uh, yeah, Brazilian coffee for me tends to be a lot fruitier, which is nice. Uh, versus, so I think that's 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 an interesting choice because, you know, I think a lot of roasters tend to use, if they use uh, coffee stout or coffee oatmeal stout, they use a really heavy, earthy coffee and I, I often find that that's the wrong way to go because you're getting so much of that from the malts that if you if you use a, a very bright coffee that brings the coffee a little bit more and it removes a lot of that bitterness so you're getting a little bit more fruit and a little bit more of the coffee intensity without bringing any more bitterness to the uh, stout so that's that's a really interesting combination it's a very it's it's a very nice it's is nice yes it's nice it's very nice <laughs> so the backwoods bastard uh this beer is like blowing me away this is so good um, dude how amazing is that beer oh it's so good it's got like it's got that viscousness that like you kind of expect out of something that's barrel age that's somehow not always there um but then it's got a lighter body because it's a scotch ale. You're getting more flavor from the bourbon than you would get in, like, a, a barrel-aged stout. Um, and, I mean, it's just sweet and syrupy and delicious and, like, a, a bitterness that sticks on your palate a little bit with, like, that, uh, I don't know, that that burnt oak barrel flavor. Um, and... It kills the spice from the cigar entirely, but it brings out so much, like, sweet baking chocolate. Like, it's the same kind of powdered dark chocolate cocoa kind of flavor we were talking about before, but it's got so much more uh, body to the chocolatey flavor and so much more sweetness. Um, it, I'm, I'm really surprised by how well it goes with the cigar. Are you okay, are you okay with it cutting, you know, letting it that beer lets you guys concentrate on the back part? The yeah. Back half of the, the cigar. Yeah, I like that. It, um, <clears throat> so that's one of the things I really like about doing the show that I didn't realize until I started doing the show. There are pairings that go really well with the first third that fall off partway through, and there are pairings like this that go better with the final third. Um, and this this is absolutely one of those beers that, like, when I'm halfway through the cigar, I want to start drinking this beer. Um, because it goes really well with that, like, you know, the ramped up intensity of the cigar. Uh, and I, I just really like this pairing. Yeah. I, I, I'm a fan of this pairing. Like I can't, I don't have words for it. It's like messing with my head. You can't even, I can't even. 
Um, I can't even, man. I can't even. But we're going to take a quick break because I'm late on the break once again, and I'm going to have to do a bunch of editing to get this episode ready for uh, AFRN. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by Cigar Oasis. Don't spend all your time worrying about your cigar wrappers cracking, splitting, or falling apart from humidity fluctuation issues. Set it and forget it by choosing Cigar Oasis, a professional solution which provides equal distribution of humidity with precise electronic controls. Monitor your cigars through the internet using the smart humidor Wi-Fi attachment. Why don't you spend all your time enjoying your cigars and relaxing and let Cigar Oasis protect your cigars. Cigar Oasis has solutions for any humidor. Make sure you set it and forget it today. <laughs> Man, every time we go on break, Hector gets talking. Um, and then I don't even notice when the ad's over. So I'm sorry about the couple seconds of black. Uh, uh, Dennis, why don't you talk about your how your pairing went? First of all, I have to say this cigar must be laced with cocoa. It has to be. It's just it, the flavor is so pure. It's insane. I think that's your secret. You got to infuse it, right? It's so good. It's insanely good. And what's even better is Basil Hayden's for me. Like I, I can't think of. I don't think I've ever been this excited on a, on a pairing show with with a choice of a, of a you know a drink and a, and the cigar. Um, man, this Basil Hayden's to me is like. And I know you said before you had a bad history with uh, old fashions, but. I think the cigar really brings the body to the old fashioned and Basil Hayden's brings that citrus and a little bit of that sweetness and a little bit of the, almost like the, you know, the tartness from the cherry. If you, if you get good cherries, you get a nice tart cherry mm-hmm. in your old fashioned. Um, Those are like a, a soaked. Yes, exactly. And man, this, this stuff with the cigar is phenomenal. It brings out all the cocoa flavors of the cigar, doesn't take away at all and makes everything pop. To me, Basil awesome Hayden's stuff. drinks a little bit like a Manhattan mm. um, that's mm-hmm. already been mixed. It's got like that amped up sweetness that you don't yeah. usually get in a bourbon. Oh, it does. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, and I, I wonder if uh, maybe the, you know, the rye bill kind of plays off of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John, what do you think for your last pairing? How do you like so, it? So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I've gone from contrasting to complementary to contrasting. And, uh, you know, there's a million different pairings I could have done with this cigar. And I know that there's some, you know, there's some easy pairings, coffee, Zacapa. Those are all, you know, those are laydowns. And I wanted to go in a different route to, to try to push the envelope. And I think this Rybellion really pushes the envelope um, because it, for me, it's, it's, it's almost completely changed the flavor of the cigar. So that cocoa that's been so intense up until now, the sweetness from the Rebellion is running over the cocoa. And so what I get in instead is uh, I get really intense spice now off this cigar. And the cedar has this, you know, like when you taste uh, cedar, you can get like a dry cedar, you can get a sweet cedar. And mm-hmm. so I'm getting really intense spices and really sweet cedar off the cigar, which is a completely different flavor profile than what I was getting with the first two beers. And it's, it's funky and I like it. It's, uh, I mean, it's definitely, definitely taking the flavor profile in a different, different direction. Um, but it's interesting and I'm enjoying it. And it's, you know, it's interesting to bring something different out of the cigar that I wasn't getting before. Hector, what about you? I tell you, I mean, I'm going to be, unfortunately, I have no more Oktoberfest to talk about. <laughs> oh, no, Ralph, no, no more Oktoberfest. <laughs> if there's one here on this thing, I'll, I'll uh, it's, I think in retrospect, if we could do this all over again, it would have been the second beer I had. I, I, mm-hmm. I found it, I, I enjoyed it a little more than the Oktoberfest. There was more to it. There was more body to it. Uh, but this one, I, I just, it was a little scaled down. But the cigar still was, the cigar kind of overpowered it. I think the cigar, there was more to the cigar than there was, was this, sir? 
the Oktoberfest. No, but I was looking for the uh, milk stout. I was looking for the milk stout. It's okay. Uh, the the Oktoberfest was very good. The milk stout, uh, the milk stout had a good flavor, but the it didn't. It, it I don't know if it. I don't know if it was the right cigar. I don't know if it was the right beer in the right order for the cigar. But still a very good, a very complimentary. But just I think I, I I screwed this up. That Dunkel was just I think of all of them the the the, the double block was the double block was the, the superior one. But uh, I'm just I, I'm just tasting a lot of Musiela tonight. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's me and I drank a lot of <laughs> awful lot of beer, guys. <laughs> this is an awful lot of beer for me. So uh, that's what happens when you're smoking in a brewery. Hey, don't don't hate guys. I mean, and you're infusing. <laughs> you're doing them a favor. You're infusing some of those vats behind you with a little bit of that Murcia Lago flavor. He, I got. He he smokes. He drinks. He smokes more than me, probably. This is. He's. Hold on. I have some has made its way to my hand. Hold on a second. Ah, there you go. The beer fairy has arrived. The beer fairy has arrived. Yeah, I just it's it's just a little lighter. Just a little lighter, complimentary flavors, but just not enough, not enough that it, it changes the cigar. The cigar. I still, I still taste a lot of cigar. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Chico Ray wants to know if any of us have ever smoked a cigar and paired it with white chocolate. I don't think I have. Actually, I think you have once. With white okay, I have one. <laughs> in country. In, 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 in country. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't taste any cigars for seven oh. hours after that. Yeah. Really? Sorry, buddy. No, not 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 <laughs> actually. That. Like, it wasn't the chocolate. Sure, like heat, uh, heat resistance. Like I can do pretty well. Like um, since then, I actually bought a bar of that chocolate, and I just I just eat a little bit every now and then. Um, and Carolina Reaper is one of those weird peppers where it's crazy hot, but then it doesn't crazy. last that long. Um, like Which I find ghost pepper ghost, sticks to my palate. Yeah, way. ghost pepper oh, kind of. Yeah gets in your palate and it just kind of sits and sits and stews and sits makes a little home sets up a campsite uh and just hangs out for a while but carolina reaper crazy hot and it it doesn't linger as much ghost pepper internet bullies you just Uh stays there stays there internet bullies you i got you i feel you posting on your facebook wall all night long sweet wait two in the morning (laughs) (laughs) how's that consensus now you enjoying that consensus Mm. Uh, yeah I've never. Uh, this seems to be a very popular cigar. I'm sorry. All right, go ahead, John. So the um, you're trolling I me, mean, John. John's trolling me slowly. <laughs> he's trolling me a little bit. Got, I'm trying to be good, man. Lighting the fire. To he's trying, <laughs> trying to troll me, man. I'm trying to be good, man. I'm trying to Pushing be good. Pushing those buttons. Yeah. Um. Are. So this this uh, this rebellion. I mean, this is this is really interesting. And like I said, I wanted to go in a different direction because I know you know, especially with a lot of Espinosa cigars, you know, there's so many pairings that that work really well. Um, I wanted to go contrasting. Um, I think contrasting is interesting and fun, and you can kind of push the envelope pairing. And I think this Rebellion definitely pushes the envelope for me. And it's it's probably the most interesting pairing of the night. Maybe not the uh, necessarily the quote unquote best pairing of the night, but it's mostly the interesting pairing of the night because that that rye spicy quality really brings out different flavors in the cigar than I was getting with the first two beers. Um, you know, it's working really well for me to uh, to sort of move out of the comfort zone of what would you know typically be paired. I mean, so uh, to speak in in the name of contrasting pairings, um, I do believe in contrasting pairings. I think contrasting pairings um, are not always better, but can be better uh, because with a complementary pairing, usually it's either um, I mean, it has the potential to just cover up flavors entirely, but usually 
it covers up a couple flavors and it amps up some flavors that you're already getting. With a contrasting pairing, you end up getting those flavors like that sweet cedar that you don't necessarily notice uh, when you're not pairing or when you're pairing with something complimentary. And I mean, this this cigar has so much flavor going on that, um, you know, and I, again, I, I think the oatmeal stout would have been a different beast at room temperature, but I think I wouldn't go with an oatmeal stout only because the cigar brings so much of that character to the flavor map. Why would I want to compete with that? You know what I mean? Like I want to fill out mm-hmm. the flavor map with, with something else and see where that takes it. Um, Cause I mean, you've got coffee, you've got chocolate, you've got cedar, you've got all that in the cigar. You know, you got to fill out the flavor map in my mind with something else to try and play with those, 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 uh, those different combinations. Um, I'm finding with the backwoods bastard, the, the oakiness and the sweetness is bringing out a ton of that dry cedar flavor that I, I wasn't noticing that as much before, but I'm going to go back through my other pairings and see how they do. Um, after, after sitting for a little while and after I'm, you know, I'm down into the final third of the cigar now. I'm actually smoking pretty slow for once. I'm trying to savor the cigar as much as I can. I was actually just thinking that. Yeah. Right before I, you said I, that, while I was talking. I, <laughs> Look, I'm I'm not even really that far. I mean, by now, normally I'd be done. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm, so I might be smoking with... faster than you, even. Oh wow! Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm on my second. I'm on my second cigar, guys. So you guys are doing fine. <laughs> uh, you beat all of us. <laughs> I re- I had a head start too, but I'm on my second cigar already. So we're uh, we're doing good. <laughs> if I'm already revisiting my first pairing, and to me, so, that's the that's it. That's the one. That's one you make this year round, right? Well, when you come, it'll be here. I'm not. Yeah. I'm. I was just talking to my wife the other day. At some point, we have to make a trip to Miami, uh, even plus if it's he, just for a couple days. Plus, he makes a Laranja beer. He made a beer for at Lazona Palooza. He he brewed a beer that we had at Lazona Palooza, which was that went. It was called Trigo Laranja. Uh, just a. It was a beautiful, beautiful ale. Bel- a red Belgian ale. It had it had the. Uh, blood orange peels in it oh, a little man. bit of a little bit of uh, was it honey what did you uh, maple little maple syrup in it maple oh, syrup oh man that's awesome that's, that's, that, i'm telling you that beer went that beer that beer really really went at the uh, Arizona palooza the sour wasn't for everybody not everybody you know the complaint not the complaint but the commentary in the sour was bro that's a there's a lot of nicotine in that. <laughs> there's something in that beer man <laughs> but but that Laranja hit the point on every, everybody. Everybody had everybody had something to do with that beer. They, they really, really liked that. But another cigar for another time. Uh, we got we got Juan Cancel in the comments here, blowing it up. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> first of all, he says he thought John was at Puro Sabor. John and I had both put Puro Sabor on our calendar and uh, weren't able to make it work, unfortunately. Um, and we're both very jealous of everybody who's I thought there, you guys were too. Pictures. I really. I, I wish we you were. Guys were too because of some pictures. Yeah, I saw a picture. I thought you guys were online. And what did I tell you? If you ask for it, it shows. Here's the uh, <laughs> the the beer. Uh, he also says he wants to shout out Protocols Porter. I don't remember the name of the company making that. I uh, haven't had that, but I saw that they. I think they debuted that at their Fat Ash Bash. Uh, yeah. a week or so ago, and I heard it's very very good. And that's my favorite type of beer, Porter. I'm a. I love Porter. I really yeah. do. And his his final comment for the moment is that is simply Lazona is blowing up, and they really are, um, which is good because Lazona makes very 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 good cigars. Uh, Actually, you you got him behaving. He's behaving. 
If he has, if that's all you got from him, he's doing. He, he must be. He must be. He must not have any old fashions. He must be working. Yeah. Yeah. He must. He, he must be working because that's. Uh, I'll tell you what. That uh, he is. He is a character. He is. He is a character, and I'm. I'm very happy. Uh, if I can, for a second, tell you, I'm very happy. Like I told you guys last week, I'm very happy for the success that we had, but I'm very happy for their success. Because these are guys, these are two guys who came to the show three years ago, hoping to open 20 accounts, you know, <laughs> and their and their worst case scenario was if uh, if we don't sell any cigars, we have cigars to smoke for the rest of our lives. Yeah, which is not true either, because Absolutely. nobody have you ever seen these two guys smoke? <laughs> these guys smoke. These guys oh, yeah. are these guys can put it down. I thought Tim Wong was the, the I thought Tim Wong was the master of, of putting cigars down. These guys can these guys can put cigars down. So I'm, I'm very happy for them and and i'm and we're hoping many many good things for them they've got to just what they need to do is just enjoy this year because they've had a really good year yeah they've had a really good year they were um they were high on a lot of lists it's uh i mean they're they're just doing really good putting out good cigars i mean for me personally for me personally my favorite moment was to hear their name or to hear them on the consensus yes (laughs) and to have to to have to hear the name of the goes I'm good. I don't have to do anything the rest of the year. I'm good. <laughs> All right. I got to take a couple sips of my IPA here because that's that one I've been. Uh, so the syntax, the uh, my stout that I'm almost out of here. Um, it's a lot more bitter now. Um, I don't know if it's the cigar making it taste bitter or if it's just that it's warmed up and more of those hops that come out because it is 40 five use. What um, about the two other beers you've had? I mean, could the two other beers that you had played a little? Yeah, it could Play be sort of a habit with your palate. Yeah, that's absolutely possible. Um, but I'm I'm just not getting as much of the sweetness and the uh, the peanut butteriness that I was before. So um, that one, it worked re- really well for the first third. It's not working as well for the final third right now. So I'm going to try this IPA. Dennis, how are your pairings going? I was just thinking about it, and I honestly I want to say from from the first third to the final third of the cigar. Probably Basil Hayden's is going to be my favorite. And, you know, at the beginning, I had this, I had the, the, the double white, you know, the Belgian double white, and I thought it was such a great pairing. And it's really good for the first third. Unfortunately, the flavors kind of fall out toward toward the end of the cigar. As the cigar kind of becomes a little bit more flavorful, more powerful, the flavors fell out. And the, the decoy, which was my winter warmer, it sort of... Um, it, it, it kind of just didn't complete the cigar as well as I hoped it would initially when I first had it, you know, and that was around the second third of the cigar. So definitely Basil Hayden's nice and citrusy, got that cool old fashioned flavor to it, which I really love. Uh, that's a winner for me. John, what about you? Yeah. I, I mean, I can definitely see bourbon being a no brainer pairing for the, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, for me, uh, like I said, the funkiness of the uh, Ribellion combination to me ends up being the winner for me tonight. I think it just takes the cigar in a different direction than the first two pairings. The, uh, the Liberty Ale, easily number two for me. Um, the combination of just that, you know, it's an easy drinking ale, but it's got a little bit of uh, upscaled hops to it. Um, but it's again, it's that, you know, fresh hops. It's, it's more of the citrusy quality instead of a piney. Um, and it, 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 it's not that citrusy like grapefruit. It's a sweet citrus, like an orange. 
And I think that plays nicely. So when you're talking about an old fashioned, my mind immediately went, you know, bourbon and cherry and, and, and that orange citrus, I think would all be a winning combination with the cigar. Cause then you get that chocolate and cedar off the cigar. And I think, you know, uh, a bourbon cocktail and this cigar, forget about it. That'd be a no brainer. It's a killer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I think a Juan's classic, the old fashioned, or a Manhattan would go really well with this cigar. Oh, absolutely, cool. But we can agree, we all like the cigar, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> I love okay, the cigar. Like, I'm almost right. out of cigar, and I'm really sad. I should have need uh, more. Brought a couple more with me. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be honest with you. you I know, know a guy. I'm happy. I'm happy to give up my my monthly. Uh, you know, the money I set aside each month for beers, I'm happy to put that away and put this toward the cigar and just getting as many cigars as I can <laughs> instead well, of I, beer. I know a, it's that good, I and guy. I'm a beer nut. I, I don't think you guys have reviewed the cigar, so I, I know a guy. He not may yet. be sending you some. So he may All be right. sending you some so you guys can review. I'm sure we can get that done. Um, I know a guy. I, I know a guy who reviews cigars. <laughs> and, and Juan Cancel has breaking news. Kubara Kane may have a house at, at IPCPR with old fashions for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> take your medical, take your insurance card. Make sure you get your uh, your Twinrex and Make your sure you've got uh, malaria. All your shots. <laughs> your Guardia. Mm-hmm. Oof, that's going to be bad. Gonna have, gonna have to make that nothing, a triple just to kill anything in that drink. Wait, you know what I'm saying? Nothing <laughs> good. Nothing good is gonna come of this. I'm just no. letting you guys know now. Anthony Rasiki wants to know if Juan is gonna be pairing those old fashions with antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> this old fashioned goes very well with tetracycline. One of my old favorites. You know? <laughs> Little penicillin around the rim. Mm-hmm. Just around the tip. <laughs> All right, our our final segment here. Uh, we're running way behind on the breaks, but I'll I'll fix it I'm all. Sorry. In post. I can I'm sorry, that, guys. I really I got am. I'm sorry. Um, our final segment is brought to you by Drew Estate. Uh, smoke them, they good. Um, can I hear myself? A little bit. I'm, I'm at the brewery watching. Um, yeah, hold on a second, guys. They can they can hear they can hear that through here. Not when they're really. done when they're done here, they'll be you'll be able to watch it right away. So as soon as they're done, we'll be able to watch it. Right? Correct. Yeah, and from the beginning. Yeah, and from the beginning. So when you're, uh, one thing that I've learned from streaming, uh, you can't rewind while we're live. Once we finish, it saves it forever. Um, Outstanding. Then then people can go back and watch it, and we can you can share it on people's walls and all that stuff. Um, But while we're live, tag a million people. Yeah, you could tag every single person you know. Man, these, (laughs) the comments right now are savage. Are they really? (laughs) Jeremy Whitmiller once th- says that uh, the old fashions will be stirred with a clean finger. No shot. <laughs> no shot. It doesn't have the cancel love if there's not a little black under the fingernail. Mm. I mean, that's... What, that's what, oh, no. That's We're gonna, the, yeah, no. The flavor, the flavor's in the smegma, guys. Come on, bro. Uh, that's uh, where the that's, flavor's at. <laughs> that's the master blend. <laughs> it's a secret ingredient. <laughs> and Steve Zerschmeid yeah, he's sitting here enjoying Espinosa cigars and drinking some Kaufner beer. Oh, really? There's a guy drinking Kaufner beer online. Nice, standing. <laughs> yeah, Ralph, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not leaving anytime soon. We're gonna watch this in its entirety. So we're gonna, that's gonna be cool, and we'll be able to read the review, the uh, the, the comments. Oh, that's Steve. That's the guy. The guy sitting next to me. Never mind. Shh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Ralph's like, well, there goes that. You know, that goes that whole. Uh, you know, are we back? Or are you still? Are we still on? Are we still on? No, break? we're not on a commercial break. Oh, we're back. 
<laughs> we met back. Oh my God! I shouldn't have said. I can't. Smegma. <laughs> oh, okay. So. Oh, Hector, uh, it's the beer talking. That's okay. Yep. Hey, man. That's what happens. I, there's nothing over seven percent alcohol here. I, if I'd have had what Dennis had, I, who knows what I would have been saying by now? <laughs> oh, it it would be a mess. It would be a mess. Oh, I, I session bourbon all day, every day, anytime. Bourbon and eggs. Bourbon and eggs. That's a man's breakfast right there. Bourbon That's and oatmeal. Man. breakfast right there. Put a little bourbon in your oatmeal. It's a delicious combination. Oh, it yeah. is delicious. Cinnamon, bourbon, oatmeal. Cinnamon, oh, yeah. cinnamon bourbon, oatmeal. Maple syrup. You. Forget about it. All right, so let, let, me, let me review here. Your favorite, Dennis's favorite pairing was the Jim Beam, correct? Yep, yep. The, the Basil Hayden's from Jim Beam. Your, what was your favorite uh, pairing trip? Um... I think it's the Founders, but it might actually be the IPA. I feel like that contrasting uh, sweetness goes really well with the cigar. Um, but so does and that, John, like, played Tokyo. What are you, and Surgeon, what was your favorite pairing, the IPA or the... Uh, yeah, the uh, Red Rye IPA, for sure. The Red, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, these are, uh, I'm telling you, I, I'm, it's, it's incredible what one cigar, it's incredible how, how people per- not only perceive a cigar, how they taste it, and how they just, you know... Had I stayed home today, had I gone back home after work, I would have probably gone with a. Uh, I was talking. I think we talked last week. I was thinking a coffee drink, mm-hmm. you know, no, not alcohol, just coffee. And then there's a rum. A Cruzan makes a rum. It's called Bootstrap Rum. Oh yeah. By oh yeah, I've had it. Which I think would have gone great with this. You know, this would have gone good with this cigar. And you know, I probably would have paired it with you know a Cuban rum that I you know some. Uh, <clears throat> Prior to the embargo rum that I have at the that I have at the house, so uh, yeah. it's funny. It's funny how I, some things bother me and some don't. Cuban cigars bother me. Cuban rum doesn't, not so much. I just don't know why. <laughs> I don't know Cuban why. rum is just delicious. Cuban um, rum doesn't bother me. Uh, Cuban cigars, oh no, no. But Cuban rum, sure, all the all, you know, all the bottles you can get, no problem. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that. the Meister de Selection from Havana Ooh. Club would have been a no-brainer with this cigar. And again, yeah, I, I avoided that because. Yeah. It's 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 too easy. Like I I already know because it's so it's so complex. Is that that that's that two hundred dollar bottle that they? That's sell the blue. Oh, the blue. Yeah, the, the blue, blue labeled one. I bring. Let me tell you something. I bring rum. I bring rum back from Cuba. I mean, rum back from Nicaragua every time I go. Don't go to the first duty free. Go to the one over there by the uh, by a little bit further away from our gate. There's a there's yeah. a duty free there. Oh, that's great. Uh, and that's yeah, the new bottle. That's the one. The Maestro's. I, I I get a couple of bottles there, and the guy wraps it for me. I say, you don't need to do that anymore. We can bring them in the yeah. country. Oh, just okay. He wraps <laughs> them in the duty free magazine for me, and I've brought I've brought a boat. I've brought a boatload of it, and it's and it makes great Christmas presents, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. But I was I think I was telling you guys when I first started going to Nicaragua, you could buy that rum for twelve dollars. Wow. It's twenty five dollars now. Yeah. It's twenty five. Which is still super cheap for what you get. Yeah, but they're not using that money for infrastructure. I'll tell you that. (laughs) They're not using that money for infrastructure in Cuba. I'm just saying, you know, I don't want to start any crap, but I'm just saying. I I can confirm that. I've been to Cuba many times. Hi, everyone from Kofner family. Thank you so much for joining us. You guys don't have a a beautiful barmaid like I No? No, we do not. No. <laughs> I don't think I'd leave that but, brewery ever. You, you, you know, know what? I, it's, I feel like it's a beer ferry. It's funny. Kim, Kimberly Kimberly was here, but had you paid Cancel, he would have definitely dressed up like that for you. Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kimberly would wear it better. Just oh, throwing yeah. it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the I, finger I, I or without the finger? Because, you know, she, she matters. Could've, she could have used She could have used her foot. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. And I will be tagging you on her Facebook, so you know what I'm talking about. All right, so, <laughs> man, I'm going to get in trouble. 
All right, so how about that? Uh, how about those dolphins? But them All dolphins, right, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Super Bowl predictions. Super Bowl predictions. What do we got? I'm not a sports guy, so I'll abstain from any kind of sports prediction. So you're not a you're not a so you're not a Patriots hater. I'm not even going to ask John because he's a Jets fan, so I know he's he is temporarily a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. And what, <laughs> what a horrible what choice you, I have to make there. Uh, you know awful. what? My choice it would have to be Sean White freestyle half pipe gold medal. So he doesn't care about football <laughs> either. All right. Uh, hey, how about I don't watch the Eagles, foosball, no. How about those Eagle fans treating those Viking fans nice? Huh? Did you guys see those videos? Oh, yeah, man, that was that, rough. That, that doesn't oh surprise me. I mean, of all the stadiums, I, I think of all the stadiums in the United States, you have to know going into Philadelphia, that is the absolute toughest stadium. Yeah. There's, yeah. Like, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I would never go to a Philadelphia game wearing you know my the, colors. No way. The new stadium, the new stadium, the old stadium, the veteran stadium, they had a jail. Downstairs, uh-huh. they had a, they had a holding cell with a judge on closed circuit TV to to, to to take care of business. Yeah, but you know wow. the funny thing is, Eric Eric goes to Philadelphia all the time, and he goes to a shop there called Twin Smokes in Philadelphia, and he talks comes back. He goes, "Bro, those are the nicest people in the world. They love me. Yeah. They treat me like family. I stay at the I stay at the owner's house. They cook for me every night. But I guess when they go to the stadium, they lose their minds. I just." <laughs> I don't know what happened. I mean, they boo, they boo Santa, man. They I mean, who boo Santa, Santa? They boo yeah, Santa they Claus. Claus. That's savage. I mean, you, you know, who boo Santa Claus? That's just wrong, you know? That's that's a tough place to play, man. And you know what? Uh, no no disrespect. I mean, not to take away their mantle, but Buffalo fans are Buffalo fans are tough, too. Those guys. Buffalo people you know, are I, crazy, I was, man. As a, as a Dolphin fan, I remember when the Dolphins had games in Buffalo in, in December. It's brutal. You know, guy, and you always see those ten guys without their shirts on, you know, yeah, and they're yeah. throwing batteries and yeah. There's a, you know, I, I I love being a fan, but come on, man, come on, man. I mean, oh, it's one man. thing to bring violence into it, like you gotta yeah, be a soldier, right? Yeah, but damn, man, come on, you know, it's uh, you know, I I I'm, I I think New England wins again. I just, you know, I I, I think Philadelphia's a good team, but those guys just know how to win. Man. What's the Those what's the over under on uh, on number started, of show ref calls? Oh, I don't game. know that one. I know the I know the when the before the game started, the AFC was favored by three over the NFC team. So I don't know what the but I think six. I think six is about right. I think Philadelphia is about a six point underdog. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those games that for sure to me is going to come down to the last two minutes. No question, you're going to see at least I'm I'm going to put the over under is going to be three controversial calls from the game. <laughs> Three, uh, and I, unfortunately, I think I think the Patriots going to take it, and it, and you know it it pains me. It pains me. I just hope that uh, Tom Brady retires and the uh, beginning of the suffering starts as of next no season. Shot. I'd, I'd be nobody, so delighted. Nobody, nobody lives a better life than that guy. Mm-hmm. Win or lose, <laughs> who's waiting for him at home? Yep, he's doing all. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. So what else you got? What's going? What else is going on? Well. Uh, I've you, actually got. Who some, do you have on tomorrow? Who do you have on tomorrow? Well, that's what I was going to get to. Some housekeeping. So tomorrow we've got David Blanco from Blanco Cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be his his first time on the show. Um, we are going to have some giveaways for all you weasels out there. Um, you can <coughs> get a, a a five pack sampler from from Blanco. Um, and then next week we're going to have a we're, we don't have a guest for. Cigar chat. We're actually going to have a double header of sharing our pairings. Whoa. So the first sharing our pairings, we're going to Dennis and I are going to smoke the uh, nice. La Aurora ADN. Yeah. Oh. And then on very good cigar. Thursday, we haven't decided what we're going to smoke, 
but Jason is going to be here in my, uh, if I had a cool name, I'd say it, but here in my studio, my cave studio, I don't know. I I don't have a good name for it, Um, but he's going to come over here and we're going to drink deconstructed prairie bomb. So if you've ever had prairie bomb, it is a imperial stout with coffee, chilies, vanilla, and chocolate. And I managed to get of the deconstructed version, which is the base stout in four different versions. One with only the chili, one with only the vanilla, one with only the chocolate, one with only the coffee. Um, I'm really excited to see how that works up. Yeah, I've got 156 ounces, I believe, of prairie. Um, So it's a fun show. I think you can call it the drywall ready for paint studios oh my god <laughs> come on every time somebody's got a that's my garage man i don't worry about paint in my garage i i have i actually got paint for it and i have it here but i've had it here for like three months sitting hey, I don't in on my- you can you you can get that done you have a pickup truck drive to the home depot you can get a couple of guys to slap some stuff slap some paint on that in two hours i'm just saying you know if, you know myself two hours i'm just out oh, okay, here well. Hosting shows for these people. <laughs> people. These people. I like You that. mean savages, right? Cigar yeah, savages. savages. Cigar savages that need their podcasts. Weasel Nation. <laughs> yep. Weasel Nation Unite. Hey, uh, no, never mind. Can't talk about that. So anyway, uh, <laughs> some things I just can't talk about. <laughs> we can talk about it after we go off air. Yes, let's talk about it after we go off air. <laughs> let's so, talk about it after we go off air. Uh, do we have anything else to talk about before we wrap it up? Anybody? Uh, this cigar is phenomenal. If you haven't had it, go get it. Seriously. If your local shop doesn't have it, ask them why they don't have it. Tell them to get it because it's delish. It really Thank is. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much. Uh, we're very, we're very <laughs> proud of that cigar. We're very happy how it, how it turned out. We're very happy how that cigar turned out. All right. And with that, um, Hector, show everybody. Give a little plug to Kofner. Show them that sign behind you. All right, let me show you the sign. What a cool brewery. I More people need to know about these guys. I feel like they're amazing. Support, you know, not only should you support your local B&M, support your local brewery. Absolutely. That sign's, that's a, that sign's backwards, but that's Coffee Brewery. This is it's the not guy back- you want to see here. Yeah. Oh, it's not backwards to you guys. Okay. That's the man you want to see. Uh, tell him. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, come down and enjoy his beer. I'm telling you, his beer is, is outrageous. Uh, the the customer service is great. Uh, the barmaid ain't hard to look at, uh, and they have a humidor full of cigars by that brand, uh, uh, Espinosa. Oh, <laughs> Espinosa. Uh, and I mean, and he was and, and Ralph's very happy that you guys uh, gave him a few minutes to to talk about cigars. And let me tell you something: you guys are beer guys. You, I'm surprised you haven't tried to book some beer people on there to to nerd it up to a new level. Take it, it to a new level get, of, of nerddom. It's, it's hard to get beer, beer people who appreciate cigars. To the, well, to if the you ever table. decide, you got your first guy right here. This guy, I mean, I'm telling you, this guy. This, I've got something. Hold on, he wants to. He's getting something out of his secret stash to show you guys. Oh, well, oh man, I wanted to find out about that brand that he has in his humidor. Um, what was it? Espinosa. Espinosa. Uh, where could they get more information about that? At EspinosaCigars.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Awesome. Not bad, huh? Not bad, huh? Not yeah. bad. He, he went to get fetch something out of the thing. You, he can We can probably show it to you offline if you want. So, uh, you know, like I said, this guy, he's 
we're very we're very happy to have met him. Uh, he supports your lo- he supports local BNMs. He drove to Miami to my local store down in Miami Caribbean. Him and his buddy dropped a grand on cigars. Oh God, a grand! Woo, sweet cigars. Jesus! And not just on Espinosa stuff. These he likes you know he likes uh, he likes unicorns, man. He went down there and, and he's uh, constantly. Oh wait a minute, he's bringing the he's bringing the stuff he wants you guys to see. Oh, little treats to show off. He, he's uh this guy's like Santa Claus. This is what he's got for you guys. Oh my! All these box. Oh, there we go. Oh, there it is. Oh, the man. The war stop for you guys. Those you guys. So he's going right. to send those to you guys, all right? So all we need is your address, and we're going to ship it right away. I'm giving it all to right. Hector, and just please send the address to all that. Awesome. Thank you, Ralph. King, Thank you King very is, much. That's awesome. Very, Thank you very much. He's gonna, they're very, very <laughs> happy. So I'll tell you again. Who's your daddy? All right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> all right. you guys. I appreciate I appreciate you letting me do it here. Uh, I know it's, uh, it's different than what, what, whatever, what you've done before in the past, but... but uh, I thought this would really hit home with you yeah. guys, since you guys we are like beer it. guys, you know. You like this, beer, you know. And, and, and this guy, uh, this guy's a beer guy, man. He's a beer guy. All right. Well, thank you everybody for watching. Uh, thank you everybody on the Armed Forces Radio Network, of course, for listening. We appreciate you guys out there doing things uh, that we're wow. not to do. That I don't. I don't say that phrase because it's not appropriate for me to say it. Well, I'll, I'm prior service, so I. Uh, I know you are. I, I'm. I, I'm I, saying I'm, I'm very happy. It's, I'm telling no, you, Armed Forces Radio is a big deal. Armed Forces Radio is a big deal. And David uh, Blanc, you're going to have David Blanco on tomorrow. Yeah. And, and David Blanco's, uh, I think he's currently, he's he may be in the reserves right now, I think. So it's, uh, you're definitely going to hear some, some military stuff tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and thank you, everybody, on Facebook for watching. Uh, thank you, all of our podcast listeners, for listening. Remember, at Sharing Our Pairings, we want you to drink better, but we want you to drink less. <laughs>